Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll begin a new study. We'll be looking at a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to a church that he had never visited before. He had tried desperately to get to Rome, but had never had the opportunity because circumstances prevented him. He had been praying to God that he would eventually get to go, and he was confident that he would be going after he made one more trip to Jerusalem. But if for any reason he did not arrive, he wanted them to know the power of the gospel that had been given them. And as he states right at the beginning, he has a desire to affect in them the obedience that comes from faith. So let's begin our study by looking at Romans chapter 1, Verses 1 through 17. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among the nations, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed in the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow, by God's will, I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, that is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented, in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and the foolish, so I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. In Paul's opening of this letter, he said that he had been sent to spread the message of God, the good news of God. And this good news that he was spreading was powerful. Its power was not in our human ability to conform and change ourselves. Its power was from God himself. It was God's power, his ability and willingness to set things right, to fix the things that were messed up in the world. Experiencing the full benefit of this message was not reliant on my ability, but rather my willingness to submit to God's ability. 
because it is God who has the power to redeem. And Paul says in his opening remarks that this power was on full display in its most dramatic way possible when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. When God did this, he fulfilled a commitment that he had made in his word. Verse 2 says that he had promised beforehand through the prophets and the Holy Scripture concerning the Son. But not only did it fulfill a commitment that God had made to raise his Son from the dead, but it provided all of his followers with grace and purpose. That grace and purpose come to us when we access the power of the resurrection, God's power. And our access to that power is faith. What we need to make sure we understand as we read this letter from Paul is what he means when he says faith. Faith is a complete trust, not just a mental agreement. Too many people in our time think just because we agree that something's true that we have put our faith in it. But faith is something that can't be hidden. Faith is something that results in obedience, according to verse 5. It's trusting God enough to do what he says, being compliant, being submissive to God. And Paul says also in verse 5 that that obedience that comes from faith is for the sake of Jesus's name. In doing what God has called us to do, in trusting that that's the best way to live life, we actually further the kingdom and the cause of the kingdom. So in our trusting God enough to do what he says, we tap into the power that raised Jesus from the dead. Faith is our access to the power of God. And our access enables us to see God's righteousness. In verse 17, Paul, talking about the gospel, says that in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, or the righteousness of God is revealed in faith from beginning to end. There are a few ways that that phrase can be translated. There are two. You may see others in different translations. But in each of them, I think what's trying to be communicated is that God in Jesus is setting things right. His rightness, the right thing that he has done, has been revealed in this good news about Jesus. The things that are broken in the world, the things that are broken in our lives, the things that will rescue us from this world and prepare us for eternity with him are set right, are fixed, are redeemed in Jesus. Paul, writing to another church in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In Christ, God is setting right the things that are broken, the things that need to be fixed, the things that need to be rescued and saved. God is doing that for us, and we become the right thing that God has done through our faith in Christ. And being able to see God's righteousness will create in us a deeper faith. As we bind ourselves to God, we begin to see that His way makes us better people and helps us to get the most out of life. Paul mentioned several ways that he intends to have this experience with the Christians in Rome. One is the gift of sharing. He wanted to go to them and experience the giving and receiving of spiritual things that would strengthen their faith. He didn't see this as a one-sided affair. He saw it as something they would do for one another as they assembled together and shared the goodness that God had showered on them. 
in this giving and receiving of spiritual gifts. Their faith would increase, would be strengthened. But Paul also intended to reap a harvest. Not only was he going to come and plant seeds in that area, he expected them to grow up and be able to experience the fruit of his labor. In doing so, his faith and the faith of those that he touched, that fruit that he produced, would increase in faith. Whether he's talking about the spiritual growth of the people who were already Christians, or he was talking about developing new converts, or some combination of the two, Paul expected faith to grow as these Christians shared with one another. Paul also mentioned twice that he had been given an apostleship. He had been sent on some type of mission. He had been sent to pay forward the grace that God had given him. There is no way that Paul could have redeemed himself or figured out a path that would lead to eternal life on his own. He needed God's help. He needed God to be gracious to him. And because God had done so, he wanted to pay that forward. And so he quotes from the prophet Habakkuk and says, the righteous shall live by faith. So Paul will spend the rest of the letter trying to help the Christians in Rome understand why faith is so important, how it connects them to God, and how it is a catalyst for action, the kind of action that honors God and promotes the name of his Son throughout the nations. Paul tells us in another place, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So let's make sure that we're not defining it on our terms but that we're willing to let Paul explain to us what God means when he calls us to faith. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.